0: You're listening to the podcast where you can feast on all the
1: information in the world of sports. Now, here's your host, Tommy You. We are okay because Christian Pulisic is not hurt, Darren. We were just watching that live as of right now. Know, USA is like, up 1-0. I mean, you're the one who saw it live and you're like, "Oh yeah, he scored and I quickly pulled it up and you're like, "Wait, Pulisic is still down." So and like, the
2: goal. Like- "God damn it." <laughs>
1: So that was like such an anticlimactic thing to happen. But at, right now, at least, USA is up. I know a lot of you guys don't care, but hey, it's the World Cup. So let's pretend to care for just
2: a little bit. But I know Darren you know and else? I, we actually love it. What else we can care about? It's Watson week. Oh <laughs> my is God. Is this where
1: the curse is gone? Is the curse gone now,
2: Darren? Is that how it works? I mean, is the curse lifted? Because I will get the number two all-time quarterback score and points per game behind Patrick Mahomes. I think so. Actually, Karen,
1: gonna... you know what just hit me? The curse is already gone. You made a trade this yesterday, right? Five minutes before the deadline. And you and I are off the air. We discussed it. But isn't that mm. kind of like a stroke of luck? We're like, hold on. Let's lift the curse now in a way. Let's <laughs> give the it a sign that phone. it's gone. <laughs> yeah, the Yow's answered their phone in like, in like a rush and ignored it's... other inbox <laughs> trades that were in there that were better. I'm foreshadowing. I know. And then is it, isn't that like a sign for you to be like, hey it's Darren?
2: That they the Yows made the first trade of the regular season and they ended the regular Ooh, season deadline no with the trade. They are just like, you know, their timing is immaculate. They can't do it any other way. Mostly because literally they're just five minutes left, like I'm in. pretty sure, right, Darren? <laughs> yeah, I, I like I texted them when there was like 15 minutes in the there. No, there was less than 15. I think there was like 11 minutes of like real game time so that's like what 15 20 minutes of like real time in real life Mm -hmm. and i was i was like "Kev, you gotta make a decision here one way or another like i was like i don't care if you do it but you gotta fucking make a decision and he because like i was i didn't want him to be like a half hour after the game ends be like all right i want to do the trade then i've been like all right what the fuck (laughs) Kev?" like but he finally uh made a decision thought about it he thought he's been thinking about it for like five days so he finally thought about it enough um and then he did it but i don't know i think that um the real watson curse what would be uh karma for the the man himself probably would be for him to go out there and be playing houston in houston and just like demolish absolutely annihilating them i feel like (laughs) houston's no 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 no, no the opposite i think he's like on the first play of the game if he like trips and tears his acl oh yeah like what the fuck man (laughs) that would actually be that's that's what he deserves the ratings would be that is what he deserves but for me as a deshaun watson owner who hasn't been able to play him in like two years at this point like i'll be like you gotta be fucking kidding you would be ever since
1: you traded for him it's just been downhill (laughs) like have you have you gotten anything out of him
2: um I might have played him in like a couple games, but like I have traded for like I I traded for J.K. Dobbins. I gave up a first round pick last year. I never used him once. Never. (laughs) Like I never put him in my lineup.
1: (laughs) You got him from Kev and then he just came right back.
2: (laughs) So it was like I loaned him. I loaned him or he loaned him to me and we just like swapped different first round picks. So it was kind of it's kind of like we just swapped first round picks and that because I never used J.K. Dobbins. So. It was like he got a different first than what he would have normally had because yeah. it was no different. <laughs> so I was like, what the fuck? Like, but like some of these guys, like I think I got two, two, maybe three starts out of Deshaun Watson the whole time I've had him and I've had him for like two years.
1: Jeez. But hey, I know four and eight isn't very fun to sit at, but having six first round picks should kind of uh help lessen the blow, right?
2: uh i think so as long as they turn out to be you know players like garrett wilson that'll help um because i know I that i think we drafted olave round, i did that uh, draft Olave, <laughs> traded him away too early because yeah, it doesn't matter you, was, you're like,
1: hitting on studs
2: i know i do i, I drafted Wondell in the third round he looks good I looks on, great on brown i'm gonna say brown in the third round he also was a guy I traded away too early um drafted uh gabe davis the last pick of the fourth round so oh, i can draft no. them i just got. didn't know them. this
1: turned into a,
2: a... uh <laughs> a globe fest <laughs> yeah glow
1: fest but i mean you have the resume to back it up Imagine... i can draft
2: i just can't win games <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i think it's all going to be able to come together so it's nice to... oh, dude i feel like everyone's gonna it is watson week that's uh, that's what it's going to be able to turn into because i i I know the ratings are going to be this guy
2: he hasn't played in like 500 days or something like that and like the expert consensus for this week for week 13 he's in the top 12 already and it's like he, this, he could he could be bad like he could be bad like it's not a given that he's going to be deshaun watson again you know like because when he came in in his rookie year and he was like amazing his rookie year he just came from clemson playing in a top top tier college football program and he like went to the nfl like it's a little different going from college like we saw Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell was the best running back in the NFL before he took that year off, and then he came back and he sucked. So, like there is To a be chance. fair,
1: to be fair, it's also because they see what Jacoby Brissett can do with his current Browns roster, why That's everyone's true. getting excited. That's it's true. not like the Browns are like this horseshit team and Watson yeah. has to drag them like the old Houston team the he was Houston on. Team, yeah. yeah, like the Browns are objectively pretty good and yeah. or at least their offense is efficient. They Mark have Cooper, all the pieces Steven that they need exactly. You got Nick Chubb back there, even Hunt that they don't utilize for whatever reason, but like they have weapons. So I think everyone's just getting excited. Be like, well, if Brissett is this good with this offense, a shitty Watson should be even better. (laughs) Or that's the thought, at least.
2: You're probably right. I think like this week, like I at first I was like expecting, um, US happy with that.
1: How happy are you putting him in your starting lineup?
2: Be honest. Oh. What happened? I thought you guys scored, but he was off sides. What the fuck? Oh my right. god! Um, yeah, but I, at first, when I was thinking about it, like I thought that um, it was going to be like a big, you know, big return. Like he was going to have like thirty points or whatever. But like now that I'm thinking about it, I think they're going to try and like ease him in. We'll have like you know twenty five attempts or something like that because Houston stinks. So like I think they're going to horrible gonna lean on Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Not ask Watson to do a whole lot this week in his first game back. And you don't we'll think have, he's going
1: to want a statement in Houston
2: though? Um I I think he will. Like I think it'll be like super efficient. Like you know how like Russell Wilson was in Seattle like where yeah. they were, like they made him throw like 25, 30 times a game but he was like super efficient. Like I think that's probably what we'll see from like he'll get I think at most he'll have like 25 points this week. But that's like, I, that's still like a good game, but it's not like, like Mike I mean, White that'd be a heck of, of
1: a way to come in though, after not playing for as long as you said, what, like 500 days or whatever. So I, I yeah. mean, that should be a lot of fun to see, but let's continue jump into some of the recap. And like we always do, we're going to jump into a team that had the bye week the Austrian Oaks. Sorry, we keep disrespecting you, Greg, the Wichita. <laughs> he's World coming wing. back.
2: He's going yeah. back to score 48 <laughs> points this week. He's, he's now being able, now the Josh Week has passed. He's able to work the waiver wire again. He's able to pick up guys like Travis Homer. Um, he's able to put those like all-stars back in his lineup. So he's able to score some points again. Um, he started two quarterbacks this week. You know, not every team. Like I there was weeks that I didn't start two quarterbacks, but he had two <laughs> quarterbacks in his roster. So like he's, he's coming back. He's, he's making moves. Now that Josh Week has passed, he's able to do what he wants again
1: yeah so as soon as he secured that 101 there was a shift in his mentality and the fangs came back out and he's like all right i'm gonna fuck this league up now here we go no i don't,
2: no, I don't have to neuter myself like <laughs> able to, able he to do came off
1: It straight came off and he's like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck this league i'm gonna mouth fuck this league but yeah but regardless i think we have to give some roses over to jeff he had a bye week he you know his team could have just chilled he it pretty much popped off for almost 150 points mm-hmm. despite the fact that Damian Pierce had three points. That's it. If you were to tell me right now that the Wichita of whirlwind somehow scored a hundred and almost 150 points, almost without Damian Pierce, I'd be like, no, if he has an off game, they're just not going to get it done. But this team yeah. really, really showed up. And this is what you want to see. You want to see a team kind of get hot, you know, like the yowes always used to do like in, you know, yep. years past, they got hot at the right time. It looks like a, don't look now, but Jeff might be hitting that stride into the playoffs, secure that final wild card spot, and who knows, maybe pull off an upset or two.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I think that you know he's going to keep rolling on. Um, he's all he has to do at this point is just like maintain that point total because he could lose the last two games. I don't know who he plays the next two weeks, but he could um, just maintain that one forty eight pace that he's on. Like he's been playing really well, thanks to uh, you know Tua. Um, he's been a big part of that. Um, But if he's just like maintains that high scoring, he's in the playoffs. And that's like, you know, that's what you want to do at the end of the day. You just want to get in.
1: Absolutely. So a lot of really good momentum for Wichita. Jeff doing a lot of magical things over there. And it's just really exciting to see that the wild card race is You know, maybe not as exciting, but it's still fun to kind of see it's still up in the air technically, right? There's still two weeks left, so it's kind of fun to at least have that storyline. That's what we wanted. That's why we wanted to put the wild card spot in there. So it is Mm -hmm. something still to look, um, kind of stare at, but yeah, I think Jeff is clearly in the driver's seat. So the next game I want to jump into is, I guess, the second mini-buy? Um, but Denver Brews went head to head against the Vatican City Cardinals, came out on top, one twenty to eighty one. Darren, oh, what kind of takeaways are there? Isaiah Pacheco kind of looked pretty solid. Twenty two carries featured in a Chiefs offense. It, he's definitely the um RB one. But yeah, I know they just also signed Melvin Gordon. I don't yeah, think that's I- gonna change much. But uh, I want to get your opinion on that.
2: I don't think it's going to change much of anything, but I still don't think Pacheco is very good. Like he had 22 carries for 69 yards. He, he kind of reminds me of Philip Lindsay. Like he runs hard and fast, but he's not good. Um, And like, I know Philip Lindsay had, had, I think he had two 1,000 yard seasons, right? Like he was amazing. Actually, you that's not like
1: a knock on that. That might actually be like a knock on Lindsay. And, but people might think that we're knocking Pacheco. But if you guys remember back, like Lindsay was fantastic.
2: He's like, but he was replaced like pretty easily. Like he was like, all right, you're, you're, you're out. Like we don't really care about you anymore. And we think that like just some other dude can replace your production there. Um, The reason I
1: wanted to ask you is because we are both big Eagles fans, big Andy mm -hmm, Reid fans, and -hmm. you do know if Andy Reid does find attachment in some players, he can develop them into a star. I'm not saying that's what's happening with Checo because I think it's in the realm of possibility and it probably is the reality actually that if, you know, this upcoming draft class is – loaded with running backs this mm-hmm. chief's offense needs a lot maybe you could say do they need another receiver most likely but they're going to mm-hmm. try to add some pieces to that offense i think they could have a really strong shot at getting a really solid contributor for a running back in what the later rounds four, fifth, fifth maybe even sixth yeah. round and at that point i'm not saying yeah if they pick a six-round pick it's going to replace pacheco immediately but it's not to the point where you're like no he's a certified star if they spend a six-round pick on someone that's no threat because you would kind of yeah. have to look behind your back a little bit right
2: yeah, and I think that um the free agent running back market this year is like really good, um so I I think that like Pacheco is nice and everything you know for the rest of the year he'll probably be pretty good, um like a good like RB two flex kind of guy, um because I don't think like Melvin Gordon but I could be wrong because like they might have signed Melvin Gordon because they for the playoffs or whatever they might be like we need a veteran in here we don't trust Pacheco, um so like it could it could be you know saying that his days are numbered but like i don't think melvin gordon is like good anymore um so i think that pacheco is like relatively safe for this year but like who's to say that the chiefs don't bring in like david montgomery next year and then if they bring in someone like david montgomery like bye bye pacheco because that's it for you um but like the like you said like the the draft class for this these running backs are like really good this year too so um as long as they don't draft another ceh like they're in the money i would think like they they had the chance just don't just don't draft. ask
1: patrick mahomes to do the scouting that the entire yeah, don't, scouting don't department spent their again. entire year for and then they're they like have jonathan
2: oh, yeah. taylor about jonathan taylor and they but no a no C8. just
1: imagine like being on the scouting staff right and even just like like you know, spending all your time, resources throughout the entire yeah. year, coming out with the and big hours. board, and then they're like, "All right, here's the report. This is who I think you should take. These are the BPAs." And then they're like, "I'll call it in an Ceh," and they're like, "Wait, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Why? Why? Oh, oh Pat said he liked them.
2: I'm yeah, not saying like- that's what
1: happened. <laughs> Obviously, it's not. We're making fun of the situation. But like, just imagine being that scout, being like, "What the." F- fuck
2: man it's like every scout had was like a consensus like they were like all right we gotta go with jonathan taylor here he's the best all-around back um you and i were
1: crazy crazy high on jonathan taylor remember when we kept saying like i don't understand why he's not clearly the one oh not 101 but like he's clearly the best running back and we kept going back and forth because everyone kept trying to put other running backs in the same tierism and Mm -hmm. You could definitely tell. I, I mean, now hindsight, everyone's like, oh, easily JT. But it wasn't that clear cut at the time. And yeah. but for Darren and I, we were so convinced. And so that's why it was so shocking to see CEH
2: go. See, I, and I never, I never liked CEH. Like I always yeah, thought he was like a little slow running back. Like I was like, like he was, obviously he was, he was good on LSU because it was fucking Joe Burrow um Jamar justin, Chase, jefferson, justin jefferson, Jamar jefferson. Chase, yeah like that team was ridiculous so like obviously if you're a running back there you're going to be good um so he left out I, the I mean, goat
1: terrace marshall i'm speaking yes, existence marshall. so he, he could at least be a little too. bit
2: okay <laughs> he was there too but um <laughs> he was, was on the bench there too yeah it's yeah. like i don't know like uh, i i think that like steve's team is good um obviously it, it it's not reliant on Pacheco. It's more reliant on Patrick Mahomes, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley. Um, it's yeah, more that, reliant if on If any one of
1: those trios have an off game, it's kind of an uphill battle for the rest of the week for that team, right?
2: Exactly. Yeah. Because if he has a down week from Patrick Mahomes or a down week from Barkley, um, then he's going to be, you know, then you, then you see like the chink in the armor there where you're like, all right, now I got a shot. Like if you can get a game, like even this week, um, Steve only had one twenty. So like he would have lost to most of the people in the league this week this week. So um there's only a couple teams, like he would have beat Greg, Welch, Josh, and me. That's it. Like they're the only teams he would have beat this week. Um, and that's the the bottom four teams in the league. So um I, I think that like if he does have the weeks where like Mahomes is only scoring nineteen and um I mean Chubb scored nineteen, that's that's good. Um, Saquon only scored 13. Like if he has those down kind of weeks from those guys, then you you know you can you can upset Steve. I know he's nine and three and he's at the top of the rankings there. Um, but he's not um untouchable for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So let's continue. Let's jump into the Philadelphia Yellowhawks versus the Dallas Strip. And man, Philly kind of popped off too. They jumped off for 141. Dallas strip put up 81. They almost put up like double the score. And it's kind of nice to kind of see Justin Herbert back. i on Ross St. Brown doing his thing, of course. And they're pretty much all that they needed to be able to do the heavy lifting. And of course, don't even have to say what Austin Eckler does. Austin Eckler is literally like the chargers entire offense, dude.
2: Yeah, I know. Cause the receivers have been banged up all year long. So like, I, I think um Eckler's on pace to break the running back reception record. Like he's, yeah, he just the, had 11
1: catches this past game yeah.
2: alone for
1: 60 yards. It's He's on an unbelievable pace, and as long as they have him in there, they have such a safe floor. And so it's nice to kind of see uh, Philadelphia do their thing. And I think the only other thing I kind of want to bring up with this game are uh, – actually, I want to bring up two things. One, Trevor Lawrence, man, really kind of had yeah, that game. Good. He had that that final drive. It, it was unbelievable. Like, he just, he just turned it on, and he was – Man, even that uh, a two-point conversion play was kind of like a tough throw. I don't know why they made that call to go with that play, but that just shows how much confidence and like you know every really great athlete talks about being in the zone. And if that zone exists, Taylor or not Taylor, sorry, Trevor Lawrence was in it, so it was really cool to kind of see him put that together. But I think another big exclamation point is seeing the Baltimore team fall apart and give up, you know, a lead, especially against the Jaguars. But yeah, Trevor Lawrence for uh, Dynasty. Uh, Welch has got to be really happy.
2: Yeah, he's one of the the bright spots for the Drip over there. Like he's he's got a couple. Um, but I think like next year, I know you said it in the chat earlier today that uh, maybe we'll see Welch back in the playoffs next year. Um, he's definitely on the the right track. You know, like he's he's got a couple high picks in this upcoming draft. So as long as he hits on those two, I think he could be right back in the mix of things. Yeah, imagine this
1: team getting Dallas Goddard back, who's going to be a top-tier tight end, in my opinion, just because of how vast the tight end position landscape is, and getting Brees Hall back, which is going to be fantastic, and, of course, all the other picks that he's going to be able to utilize uh, and And Drake London taking the next this team can really be scary so it's really impressive to see what Mm -hmm. Welch is doing absolutely a clinic um even though of course he did fall short and once again Philadelphia they do add J.K. Dobbins so it's going to be really interesting because this is just classic yows right they are making that final push the playoffs so there's nothing more that they would want to be able to get a playoff one just to be able to be like hey darren look how many playoff wins we have (laughs) like they would kevin will just be so fucking happy to throw that
2: in your face right just just to rub it in just a little bit be like hey (laughs) we want a playoff game you didn't and then like i I mean it figures that the the year that we expand the playoffs and it goes from six to seven is the first year i don't make the playoffs (laughs) it's like (laughs) the fuck (laughs)
1: that's unbelievable yeah the streak ends in like historic fashion but hey that's the curse for you
2: but uh, let's, you can do.
1: <laughs> let's actually talk about that watson curse a little bit you went head-to-head against the hollywood hustle they had a great week 142 mm-hmm. you put up 111 hey you broke 100 so um i guess that's kind of like a pity shout out but jalen hurts just he's a running <laughs> back that also throws the ball which is just a cheat code and then I think one of the biggest shout-outs I have to give Hollywood is, yo, Zay Jones, crazy, 22 points, 11 catches for 145 yards. He converted a two-point conversion. James Conner looked solid. Geno Smith always doing what Geno Smith does. I feel like his floor is essentially 20 points with the way that he has been playing this year. But everything's kind of coming together for Hollywood, and this is kind of what they won, especially heading towards the playoffs, right?
2: Yeah, um, I I thought that this game, like, on Thanksgiving, I was like, you know, it might be working out, like, pretty good. I might have a chance to win this game because um, TJ Hawkinson had a really good game. He had, like, 15, that's which is a lot for a tight end. Um, oh, actually, can we end. talk about
1: that? Can we talk about that? Dude, how happy are you with TJ Hawkinson with I'm Minnesota? So you gotta fr- got to be real.
2: I'm so glad he got traded. Like, I, I knew he was, like, a good player, um, but he just, like, wasn't used correctly or... I guess he was underutilized, I guess, is the better term for yeah, agree. What, what happened in uh, Detroit. Um, because I think mostly because they brought in Amon Ra. Um, so he kind of like took away some of the area he operates. But at the same time, once Dan Campbell started calling plays, um, it seemed like the targets to TJ Hawkinson were taken away a little bit because like in the beginning of the year, last year, I felt like he had like 10 targets a game. um, And then he was really good. And then they... Uh, anthony lynn they fired anthony lynn and then dan campbell started calling it plays and then it kind of changed like how hawkinson was used so like i think for them for in real life i think it was like a win-win both sides because like they got good draft capital back for them and they weren't using them anyway so at that point you might as well just trade them and get rid of them and then then the the vikings is exactly it's exactly what they needed is tj Hawkinson because um uh, adam Thielen's getting older um they both kind of operate in the same area but Um, The stuff that Adam Thielen doesn't get anymore goes to TJ Hawkinson. And they were they were hoping, I think, Irv Smith was going to be a player like TJ Hawkinson. But it just didn't work out clearly. Um, Isn't it weird, though,
1: that like I was so excited for TJ Hawkinson, uh, I think, like last year and this year, because Mm -hmm. Dan Campbell's wasn't he a tight end? Like he played tight end. So I I thought like this was like the perfect recipe. Like they want to run Mm -hmm. a smash mouth offense, maybe do a lot of great play actions and great, get really creative on how to get the tight end the ball. Like I thought it was perfect. And then when he got traded over the Minnesota, everyone's like, "Eh, I mean, it's a push. Like they're uh, they're really good offense, but like, you know, the lions offense was pretty solid this year. So it's probably a push, but it's been night and day. Hawkinson just looks like a different player almost. Just the way that it's not that he suddenly got more athletic, suddenly got better. No, none of that. It's just now yep. he's being featured a little bit more, which is a little bit frustrating because you would have hoped to see a little bit of this from Detroit. But I know you're smiling ear to ear because
2: it yeah, finally did happen. He looks, he looks like the logo, which is the best part of it. Like he just fits. He fits in Minnesota so well.
1: <laughs> he really does with the flow. He's like, yeah, that, that guy. Can- yeah. That could absolutely be a
2: Viking. <laughs> yeah, you just need some braids, and he would be perfect.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But you are going to also be getting Watson back, which is going to be really, really exciting. But, hey, let's stop talking about you. Let's uh throw a little bit of roses over to Brian. I know this is a team we disrespect a lot, but one thing I have to bring up is uh what's going on with Debo Samuel, man? Wide receiver 22 on the season. He never really had that. I mean, I guess last game where he put up, uh, 18 points was pretty yep. solid but outside of um week four against the rams that was the only other time he had 18 or more
2: and yeah, so I, it's a down year for him for sure and he I, i'm looking at the schedule now like his upcoming up to, schedule. it's not he doesn't have a great upcoming schedule either and i know he's he is hurt like like you said like he's, he's got nicks and bruises and stuff but um i don't know i, I think that they this has got Kind of continue. Maybe he'll get a little bit more run now that McCaffrey's also banged up. Um, but I don't know. I, I just think that like, like I've always thought this. Um, but like as a as a pure receiver, I think Ayuk is better because um, Debo is more of like a gadgety type he's like player. Cleaner. Yeah. He's like so too
1: athletic for his own good because he's like a running back, but he's too good to just be a running
2: back. Exactly. So like as a pure receiver, I think Ayuk's better, and he, he's getting a lot of those you know wide receiver type targets. Um, he's and the prototypical
1: he's, X for sure.
2: Yeah. And now that he's fully out of the Shanahan doghouse, he doesn't have to worry about being scripted out of games anymore. Um, so I, I don't know. I think it's a whole lot of factors going into Debo's down here. But um, obviously, he's still a good player, but it's just not, I don't think it's going to happen for him this year. That, definitely not to the extent that it did last year.
1: But even though Devo has been a little bit disappointing, I'm sure Hollywood and Brian are feeling just okay because just what Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. has been able to do for this team and how mm-hmm. uh, Geno Smith has also been surprising. So um Hollywood still looking good. Getting they're on a five game win streak right now, man. So yeah. there's no team that are as hot as Hollywood. So I really want to throw them some flowers because they are continually disrespected, and Jeff reminds us how disrespected uh hollywood is but uh we want to shine a little bit of light really impressive of what they're doing interested to see what upcoming matchups look like to see uh how long the streak can go but they are once again getting hot at the right time and like i said they have been hot so that's exciting to see so let's jump over to a really closely contested game but uh the dubrovnik dragons man highest scoring team in the pdl yeah i know right now brett probably has a raging boner let's let's be honest he, he did against uh mike who also had a respectful week he almost put up 140 and had a pretty a pretty uh solid outing from you know the guys who you wanted from josh allen justin jefferson they all showed up mac jones even almost put up 30 points like this team really showed up but ultimately it was brett's day because his team absolutely exploded by his team i mean josh jacobs dude what the fuck
2: yeah, um, I know that he was, like, doubted a whole lot. Um, a lot of it had to do with the fact that um, McDaniels are not – wait, yeah, McDaniels. Why did I think it was somebody else? Um, he was used to go in this, the um, Hall of Fame game, and that was kind of weird um, to begin with, where you were like, why are they using their RB1 so much in a game that literally no starters ever play in? Um, so I think that was where it kind of started. The crazy and... part
1: is he looked great in that game too. So at mm-hmm. no point we're like, oh, he kind of does look sluggish. He look Maybe bad. he needs yeah. this. Like he exploded. We're like, why the fuck is he even playing right now?
2: Yeah, it was it was weird just because of the usage. And then like Zemir White, like they it kind of, I don't know, the whole thing. You was know like you know what my strange. theory
1: was? I, I don't know if I told you, but that was the Hall of Fame game. And that was like, what, the same field that McDaniels played on before? And like, it was like, he was like from that area. So that game meant so much to him. And so he was like, huh. I got to get this win. I need to win tonight. I know it's just a preseason game, but this is like, when else am I going to be able to play on this field? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it meant yeah. so much because it was essentially a homecoming for him. Like, they, like the whole community showed up just for him. So I felt he was just like, fuck it, going to start Josh Jacobs. What are they going to do about it?
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that could be for sure. This is a It's
1: Conspiracy theory, but no, it really happened. If you ever look back at the game, they had all this pregame game like, you know how they always Quite. have, like, those stories on ESPN, like, leading yeah, up and stuff? Like... It was all about how McDaniels was from that area and how much this game meant to him and his dad and stuff. And I was like, oh, fuck, they're going to go hard. And then all of a sudden, I saw Josh Jacobs starting to play. I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. And then I saw the fantasy reaction. I was like, oh, yeah, I could see how this I could see how this is bad for fantasy.
2: Hmm. Yeah, but um, Josh Jacobs looks like he's great. Um, some points, bro. 300 hundred
1: purpose yards, I think. Over.
2: I didn't know he could run that fast. Like, I know he had, like, that 80-yard touchdown, but, like, he ran, like, a 4-7 or something in the combine. Didn't he? Like, he was, like, a 4-6 something. Like, he didn't run very fast. I didn't know that, like, running the combine is different than running on the football field, but at the, like, same time... No, the was, craziest part is he
1: has an injury, and he was a game-time decision. Like, he, he barely practiced. Yeah, exactly. Like, he, he wasn't... I'm not saying he wasn't supposed to play, but, like, he... Barely practiced. It was a game-time decision. So what do they do? They give him the ball 33 times. And this week, he's still hurt. So he's, like, barely practicing again. So I'm just like, damn, how good is this guy? That's
2: nuts. Yeah. Um, he's legit, for sure. And I, I think that, like, still, though, um, the engine that drives the Dubrovnik Dragons is Travis Kelsey. Um, oh God, yes. he's, he's still had 15.7 points and that was like a bad week for him <laughs>
1: like, yeah bad insane. week is four catches for 57 yards and a touchdown like that's a down it's week insane. for Travis. Casey.
2: like it doesn't make any sense like how because he's he's 33 years old he shouldn't be like this good anymore but like
1: every he catch is. he makes there's like not a defender within five yards of him i don't understand like, it's and you know, insane. they're trying hard. Did you see him absolutely cook Ramsey a handful of times during that Rams game, too? Like, he was just, yep. just he was just unbelievable. I'm like, dude, this is like prime Kelsey, but he's not prime Kelsey, but he's like, well, well is he? I mean, because he still hasn't, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't make sense so, what he's doing
2: at all. Started like his NFL career didn't start till he was like, what, 26? Like,
1: yeah, he was definitely a little bit older, but old. it's crazy to think that he's, this, he's the same age as Gronk right now, but he's playing like, he's like, 28 years old
2: yeah like I, I think that um the, the late age just, like helped his longevity kind of and obviously he didn't get hurt the way that Gronk did like I think Gronk is definitely a better tight end um all around and everything like I would take Gronk easily over Travis Kelsey but I think that Gronk's well, one thing I
1: definitely to have to add in there yeah. because I'm a huge Kansas City fan a lot of it has to go to Andy Reid as well I know oh, that's sure, kind of yeah. like a veiled statement but uh, even in the Kelsey podcast. And do you listen to the podcast? New Heights with the Kelseys.
2: Yeah. Um, no, I I've never actually listened to it, but I know what? that. Um, yeah, I, I've seen like snippets here and there. Like I've never actually listened to the whole thing. My
1: God, dude! What's your
2: anyway? <laughs>
1: wait, you listen to podcasts
2: though? I know I do all the time, but I just I've never got around to listening to that one. Oh I, my God! I, anyway, hold I, on. I, I will Coco. eventually but I just haven't gotten to
1: it. Yet. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I, I'll try to hold in my anger. That's just the Philly in me now coming <laughs> out. But uh, one, uh, they just had an episode Thanksgiving spoilers alert guys. Um, they're kind of just going over like the one person they're most thankful for, like for their entire career. And mm-hmm. Jason Kelsey picked like this like strength coach or something that changed him in college from linebacker to center. And he was like, I mm-hmm. never played offensive line in my life. And I was like, why would I ever want to do that? And obviously now he's a hall of fame in my opinion center. Yeah. I think And so. so he, so he thanked him for that. And then Travis Kelsey shows sure, like it's Andy Reed, man. Like that's it's straight up. It's Andy Reed for my yeah. whole career. So I'm not trying to minimize what Travis Kelsey has done, but it's still crazy though. Seriously. He's 33. And the way that Andy Reed is able to showcase him and just Travis Kelsey's innate, talents and abilities like it's crazy no 33 year old tight end i've ever seen like he looks more athletic than like even tj hawkinson who we were just talking about and that's obviously not true i'm just saying that's just how he has been looking on the field so it's Unbelievable how someone at that age is there, but that's absolutely the Dragons' trump card, which is why it's so shocking to see them score 160 points despite a quote-unquote kind of down week from Travis Kelsey. So maybe that shows you a little bit of how dangerous the Dragons can be.
2: Yeah, I I think that, um, Brett, I know we, uh, maybe more so me than you, um, talked a lot of smack- on brett's team but i think he will be um not someone to be taken lightly i think when you see him in the playoffs like you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make sure your team scores at least like you know 130 140 because if you don't you you might lose there
1: (laughs) yeah no i completely completely agree with you the game of the week darren and i think it lived up to the billing somewhat because it was semi-high scoring uh maybe not so much on my end but it was still uh fun It was the Delco Dreamers versus the Murphy Street Empire, and the Murphy Street Empire really showed their stuff and almost scored 160 points. They scored 158, one of the highest-scoring teams this weekend. Their team really showed up when they needed it, and hey, I know I've been saying it um, throughout the chats for a little while now, but yeah, Max, don't look now, but Max has a three-game win streak against me head-to-head, so, I mean, that's just stats, man. He's, his team is just better than mine when you uh, come down to it because every time we play each other, he's able to come out with the victory. So, Darren, what are some of the takeaways from the uh, big game
2: of the week? Are you bummed out you didn't start Miles Sanders?
1: Yeah, but um, I don't know I... how bummed out because I th- the ultimate choice was between DK Metcalf or Miles okay. Sanders at the time. And yeah, so I, mean, I put I'm, in DK Metcalf because at the time I was like, yeah, Alvin Kamara didn't do too hot, but he's, he's Alvin Kamara. Like he, he'll yeah. he do something like what so, else is that offense going to do? But um, I am bummed out for sure. But at the end of the day, I mean, Max's team is just better than mine for like how it's been down the stretch. So I don't think I'm that frustrated. Actually. I thought I would take this game a lot worse than I initially like actually ended up, but no, I, I'm actually not that upset. I am bummed though. Don't, don't get me wrong, but I, I'm not like as, Tilted as I thought I would be, even though I know I am now on a three
2: game. I I would have. I know. I know you. You never asked my opinion, and you never asked what what I would do in any situation. You know, um. But I would have probably started Sanders over Kamara because Kamara's been terrible this year. Like low key. Like I know he's RB fifteen on the season, but he got like what eighty percent of his points in one game. Um, he has really not been very good um he has three touchdowns and he got all three of them in that same game um he just i I don't like i don't think he's like washed because he still like looks good at times um but i think it's like the saints offense just stinks like they're not good and i know that um sean payton's gone and i think that's like a big factor but do you think like I, i think that Hackett is a one and done for sure. Like they have to, they have to fire it because they, I think if it was a situation where they could get rid of the coach or the quarterback, I don't even think they
1: wanted Hackett for real. I think they wanted Hackett to get Aaron Rodgers, and then it didn't work out. So they're like, all right, fuck it. Let's get Wilson. And now it's not working. And they have like nothing really invested in the guy.
2: I agree. I a hundred percent agree. And I think that they're going to fire him even if they didn't want to, I think they would fire him because they have to have a scapegoat for why Russell Wilson is so bad. But Hold on. Hold and... on, Let's
1: rewind for just a second, just for a little bit of justification. Cause I absolutely agree with you. Uh, Alvin Kamara has been looking like doo-doo butter since that <laughs> one, like what, like 40 point. Yeah. 38 point game. He's got yeah, of yeah. off seven, six, 10. And then he just put up four, but let me put into a little bit of context with Miles Sanders. He has not looked equally as the same either. I mean, Leading up to this game against Washington, he put up 5.4, and then against the Colts, he put up 5.3. And then now he was gonna we were gonna go up against Monday Night Football against the Green Bay Packers, which I thought he was gonna do well. I knew he was gonna do well that game, but then in my head, I was like, Well, Alvin Kamara just had 10 points and he's their entire offense, and they're gonna have to play catch up against the 49ers. That was my justification, so that's why it came down to all right, Alvin Kamara, I'll definitely keep uh DK Metcalf yeah let's see if I'll put him in so that's why to me it was a no-brainer but definitely I would tilt if it did come down to Camara or Sanders and then I made the wrong call but I yeah, think it's because ba- I put DK Metcalf. Won there. In.
2: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly one by like one point if, he, if that was the case but if it's DK Metcalf and Miles Sanders it wouldn't have made a difference so it's not really nothing to lose sleep over exactly
1: those. so that's why I think I'm taking it so much better I think obviously in hindsight yeah if I just replaced with Kamara I would have won for sure but that wasn't even in my head so in know, my my negligence, my ignorance, my stupidity is blocking me from being able
2: to tilt. So, so I'm actually kind of. With that being said, are you going to think about benching Kamara this week because he has another tough matchup?
1: Yeah, I think I think some of the mind games start, but the great part is spoiler alerts. Uh, I play Greg, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, so I don't have to. <laughs> so I think this is best case scenario because I this kind of gives me a free week to be like, all right, Kamara, like, am I just never going to play you in the playoffs? Show me what you got. Yeah. Uh, and if he continues to disappoint, that in a way does help me out because I'm like, all right, then Sanders, no matter what, always. Uh, but if yep. he shows up, then maybe, you know, I can maybe get in my own mind because technically, if I just was good at fantasy football, I would have won this week if I made the right starts, right? Like clearly, but I messed up. Yeah, but so there's ha- a very is, good-
2: That is a hard decision to make. Like if you're, because in that scenario, like it's more likely that Kamara gets like 15 points. And Miles Sanders gets 10 and then you lose by five or something like that. Like that's the more likely scenario. But you gotta you gotta be like pretty gutsy to make that call to bench Alvin Kamara. So it's like it is tough. I don't I don't blame you. Um for sure. To but, be fair,
1: I usually do go pretty against the green. I know there's always like a consensus, true. and you know I don't care about projections, which is why I started Byron Pringle in the playoffs that one time. And yeah. he actually, he scored like three touchdowns. I still lost, but like it did scare uh Max a little bit. But like, I usually don't care about projections, which is why yeah. I bet if I did pay attention to projections, it probably would have helped me because then it would have easily probably told me, no, it's Kamara versus Sanders instead of, in my head, no, for me, it was actually Sanders versus DK Metcalf. And DK yeah. Metcalf was actually the last second add-on. Um, but anyway, that's way too much on me. Let's throw some roses. That's kind of the podcast direction I'm trying to go. Uh, fatherhood has changed me, Darren. I I'm, I'm getting so soft <laughs> and I need you to be the edge. Uh, sorry guys. Let's talk about me. Just came back from my ultrasound, heard the heartbeat. I'm a changed man now. So going to get a lot softer or maybe, maybe I'm just getting in my head again, but anyway, let's throw some roses over to max 158 points in a matchup where whatever max says, I know he's the humblest guy I know. But you gotta feel pretty good coming out on top against Delco, right? Especially with how uh, he picked up that one loss he probably shouldn't have, but then to be able to beat me twice in a season. that's that's like an exclamation point, regardless of what the point differentials of both of our team is. that's gotta feel really good.
2: Yeah, and now the buy is his to lose at this point. Like he is controlling his own destiny now. He cannot um if he obviously if he loses, then he would lose that buy, even though he beat you twice. Um, but you are, you know, handily ahead of him in total points this year. Um, but at the same time, like he's, he's made it and he won the games that matter. He needed to beat you and he, his team pulled it out. Um, so you, I mean, you can't really knock him there.
1: Yeah, no, I like I'm so pumped for Max, actually, because when I saw that he didn't start Zeke, I was actually kind of hyped because I actually thought Zeke would have a pretty solid game. And he put up 16 and he also decided not to play um, Jamal Williams. And he only put up 10. So that ended up being a pretty solid call. So I was like, oh, man, I might like I got even more confident. I was like, this is mine to lose. And boy, was it mine to lose? Because I definitely lost it after Kamara kind of got banged up. I know these are just excuses, but I was definitely disappointed. But I think at the end of the day, I definitely would have tilted harder, like I said, that we've said multiple times on this podcast already, if it did come mm-hmm. down to Kamara and Sanders. Luckily, I didn't see it that way. But regardless, Max continues on, picks up a huge, huge victory, and he most likely locks up that buy, which is going to be absolutely fantastic. But uh, what does... uh the next couple of matchups look like the trade deadline's now behind us. There's only two more weeks left. It looks like the playoff picture is slowly locking in place, but pretty let's much. jump into week 13 and jump into some of these matchups there.
2: So, as you just said, um, the playoff race, I guess, is um, pretty much locked up at this point for the most part. Um, so we we don't have a whole lot of matchups that mean anything. <laughs> this week. Um, we have you against Greg, which is the bye week. Um, you're you're going to win that game. Uh, we have Steve against Welch, and Steve's going to win that game. Um, we have uh, Kev against Josh, the other quote-unquote bye week. Um, so Kev is probably going to roll on to his fourth straight win there. Um, and then we have Brian against Mike, which is a, probably a closer contested game. Um, one of the ones that we might need to talk about a little bit here, um, but Mike's not really playing for anything at this point. I mean, if he scores like a shit ton of points, like he could get that seven seed, but there's no path for him to get to six seed at this point. Um, so basically he's just trying to score every point he can to try and squeak his way into the playoffs. But um, he needs to overcome an 80-point deficit to um yeah. That's so difficult. Um, and in two weeks, that's just pretty much insurmountable at this point. Like it's not, it's probably not gonna happen unless Jeff like doesn't set a lineup. <laughs> um it's so basically like he's relying on Josh Allen to have like an amazing game against the Patriots, and Josh Allen has I think struggled against the Patriots in his career. Um he has Ken Walker against Oh no no, no Josh
1: Allen lights him up. He had the perfect game in the playoffs against them, and I think he won them one- again
2: it's one or the other. Like he It's home or a road. Like one of the Homer, I think it's one of the two, like he has like bad games against the Patriots. And one or one of the, I can't remember if it's home or the road, but like the one game, I know it wasn't really his fault, but the game last year where it was like, like a million mile per hour wins. And it was like, Oh yeah. 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 He was, he still somehow threw the
1: ball a handful of times, which
2: which we only had like 12 points or something like that. But like, (laughs) that wasn't really his fault, but it's, it just is, like, coincidence at that point. Yeah, and then he has – but then he has um, Justin Jefferson against the Jets, and Justin Jefferson – they might not need to throw a whole lot because the Jets, you know, they're not great. Um, but
1: Mike White, though.
2: Yeah, the godsend. Um, I don't know. I, I I just don't see a path where Mike overtakes Jeff in points here. Um, and I actually – I think Brian's going to win this game again, so Brian rolls on. Um, so, Yeah. <laughs> But how so about the Carolina about Thunder game, and
1: the Dubrovnik Dragons? You forgot that yeah, one. Yeah, another
2: game, another game that technically has some uh, meaning here because I technically have a shot, but I'm down even more points than Mike is. I'm a hundred points behind. It's Watson's debut, man.
1: This this There's, week, this week. I, how magical would it be if the Watson curse is lifting? You somehow Watson's curse points. Yeah, I, like, that'd be unbelievable if you somehow beat Brett. Right? That'd be so cool for you because you guys are kind of rivals, which kind of fizzled out because your team is just. I'm sorry, Darren. I'll say it how it Terrible. is. It's just dog shit right now, or Matt <laughs> yeah. is performing that way. So the rivalry never really panned out the way we envisioned it this season. But dude, yeah. how cool would it be to uh, finally pick up against Brett? I feel like he j- just always beats you.
2: I think the perfect metaphor for my team is like you, you watched Hard Knocks back in the day when like the Bengals had like Chad Johnson and stuff. Cal, and, please. And he's like his his body, like you've seen his body, and it's like he's sculpted from like marble. But he's feeds himself with McDonald's. That he is, he eats McDonald's every day. Is. Still, <laughs> that's what my team is like. It looks very nice, and you would think that like it's fueled with like all this high level. Yeah, all those first stuff. round
1: picks are actually just straight grease. <laughs> yeah, it's Hard. like
2: I my team performs like McDonald's, but it looks like it's a five star meal.
1: <laughs> it's a Michelin star meal. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but, you all know, right.
2: I think that Brett probably is going to beat me this week. I I. Need some help to win. Um, Travis Kelsey is playing Cincinnati. Um, and that is, I think, the, t- the game this week that has the highest implied points total. So, like, that's going to be a high-scoring game. Jamar Chase is going to be back, I think. Um, so, I-, I mean, I need Deshaun Watson to probably score 35, 40 points if I'm going to have a chance to win this game. Um, I also might only have one healthy running back, I think, because Travis Zetian, I know they said that he's, like, healthy, but um, they might just not play him. Um, so I'll be trotting out there. Uh, I guess Ronald Jones, (laughs) Ronald Jones and, uh, Antonio Gibson this week. So, um, you know, things could be better over here. They could be, they could be better.
1: they definitely definitely could but i definitely agree unfortunately for you it looks like you might fall but that's okay because yeah. once again you have like six first round picks to soak up those tier. so i don't feel bad for you whatsoever even if you are actually made up of just mcdonald's because hey some people love that kind of stuff like chad johnson I, so I,
2: you know i i eat mcdonald's time to time but yeah, i mean dude. it is it is the worst food you can probably put <laughs> in your body like i mean we've all seen the super-sized me and like the oh, dude, chicken iconic. nuggets that are made of pink goo like, we, we know. We know what goes in there. Um, yeah, we just pretend to look the other way. The one game this week that has, like, real, actual playoff implications. I believe that, that we, that we is will our, win.
0: I believe that we will win.
2: Week, um, we have Max and Jeff. Um, I know that one of the men on this podcast is uh, Jeff's biggest fan yeah, this week. You
1: honestly um, have the largest <laughs> heart. See where I went there? Went wholesome. <laughs> you got this, man. You got this in the bag. Delco, I I'm telling you right now, on the spot, you win this game, I'm sending you a gift basket. That's that's just how it is. I you will probably I'll just figure send him, it
2: out. Uh his favorite Chiefs player jersey because that's what he deserves if he pulls this out. Because I will get you, you a get, nice you Chinese
1: fire. knockoff of your favorite Chiefs player. I will not get you authentic because I am up I'm expecting him, like, an F4.
2: Just don't get him the Chiefs player that he has on his roster. Don't get him a Clyde edwards player He doesn't want that, I can assure you.
1: <laughs> oh, insult and injury. I'll send him a Kadarius. To- no, 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 no. Wait, uh, wait why, am I, why am I dunking on him when I need it? Jeff, don't listen. I'm not getting you any jersey. I'm just straight up sending you a gift basket. You win this for us? Oh, man. We're going to be better. You know what this reminds me of? Remember when, what was it? When the Bills needed to get into the playoffs oh, yeah, and they needed Andy the Donald, Bengals to yeah. win or something like that and the, the Bengals yeah, somehow raised, won? Like-
2: <laughs> yeah, they raised like $50,000 or something for Andy Dalton's charity. Because yeah, the yeah. Fans are yeah, this is,
1: that's <laughs> literally this scenario. So, Jeff, and no, that's disrespectful to Jeff because at the time, the Bengals literally had no shot. Like It's not no shot, yeah. but like everyone's like, oh, yeah, this yeah, yeah, is funny like if this could happen. Go right. Exactly, and it all came down to that one thing and it actually works. So, no, Darren, please enlighten us. This game is going to be a riot because there are some mm-hmm. late bye weeks that have some... Uh, a little bit of an impact on the defending champions and current reigning defending champions and probably number one in the power rankings as well.
2: So, um I guess we're gonna go as it stands right now. And it looks like Max did set his lineup and he still he still has Ezekiel Elliott on his bench. Still. Um, along with Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. He has Rashad White on his bench. He's also like he has running backs for days right here. Like he could putting his line up here um i know he's that he's the he one has that couple... should have
1: sent someone over to the philadelphia
2: he, for a yeah like he uh I, I mean i know that the, the yows are very hard to reach and they're quite annoying trying to keep in contact with them um but he also has um, some pretty questionable people right now like mixon and chase like both of them might play, but both of them might not play. So maybe he does end up putting Swift and Elliott or Jamal Williams into his lineup. Dude, I do um, not
1: want to be in his head when he's trying to tinker.
2: That is a scary because yeah,
1: he has so many good players. It's hard. Yeah, there
2: are a lot of good options for him this week. And he's got like Christian Kirk is even a pretty good option. Like he's got some good options this week, Um, unfortunately for him, because that's a tough decision to make. Um, but uh, you, how as dare stands, you? Hold on.
1: How dare you skip the elite Mike White, Elijah Moore stack. Come on,
2: get at here. Well, Elijah Moore still, I think, played the fifth most routes on the team. Free. So um, I think he was doubled up in routes run by uh, Corey Davis. So we can't uh, we can't really talk about Elijah Moore yet. Right, let's get to um, the breakdown. So at first up, we have Tua Tagovailoa against. San Francisco and Dak Prescott on Sunday Night Football against Indy. That is Dak for me. Um, I know the two are playing very, very well this year, but San Fran is a very, very good team. Um, so I, I just got to give it to Dak. It's, it's close, I think, but Sunday Night Football gets a worse team there, um, giving it to Dak. Um, he has a little bit more rest, too, because they play on Thanksgiving, so he's going to have a, a couple extra days off. Um, Aaron Jones against Chicago, who is dog-do. Um, they are bad and jonathan taylor something that football that same game against dallas um i want to give this aaron jones uh, i'm going to say aaron jones lights up chicago uh aaron Rodgers said earlier today on pat mcafee's podcast that he's probably going to play um so you don't have to worry about jordan love trotting out Oh there yeah he's really the owner of the
1: chicago bears isn't he
2: aaron Rodgers. yeah yeah, it's on the Wikipedia page, I think, that he owns the team. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, that one I kind of remember. was just screaming, "I owe you to the entire yeah. crowd." It was fucking awesome, but dude, he, so he's playing with like a fractured, broken throwing thumb, right? Like it's on his right mm-hmm. hand. Like how?
2: Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's the. I don't even think I could pick up a fuck. pencil
1: if I had that. But these athletes are literally <laughs> getting into car crashes and playing football games. Like it doesn't make sense to me.
2: Yeah, uh he's uh he's a strange guy. I was watching a, I saw a video today of Deshaun Kaiser and Deshaun Kaiser was on some co- podcast and he said the first time he met Aaron Rodgers, he was like he brought him in, and he was like talking to him and he was like, So what do you think about 9-11? And <laughs> Deshaun Kaiser was like, What do you mean? <laughs> he was like he was like, I mean it like obviously happened and everything and Aaron Rodgers' like, you should you should read up on that. You should you should look into it. Like, like, what the fuck? I was like, what like, the guy is really a fucking loopy bastard. Dude, like, as soon know, as he dude. leaves
1: Green Bay, you know how many stories are probably going to come out? <laughs> There's so many stories that are probably going to come out from past like players and anonymous sources being like, oh, yeah. Also, like during, um, you know, Cobb's rookie year, this happened. And then Aaron Rodgers showed and we're going to be like, what the hell happened?
2: Yeah, but um, moving on in the next matchup, I guess, like right now he has Joe Mixon in there against Kansas City. And Damian Pierce against Cleveland. Um, Cleveland's a very good matchup for running backs. Like they are not good. Um, They allow the most points to running backs. But Damian Pierce has been absolutely terrible last two weeks. Um, I know this because I have him on redraft team, and it has been very disappointing. Um, I think he has, like, 15 carries for, like, 12 yards or hold on, something. Hold on, last hold on. Week.
1: So, I, oh, shocking, Darren. I admittedly don't really watch Houston Texans game. Like, even in okay. red zone, they barely came <laughs> up. So, I don't really watch a lot of Damian Pierce. I usually do a lot of my film study until after the season. So, mm-hmm. uh, so obviously, he's been playing, like, dog shit. But, like, does he also look bad? Like, what? what is it?
2: I think he's just being, like, scripted out of the games because um, Houston has been getting absolutely shit um
1: like are the other running backs on the same team doing better than him though no no oh, okay I, I so they're just <laughs> all just over around just doing so it's not even his fault
2: yeah i think at the beginning of the like when they were down like 24 to nothing against miami and like the first quarter last sunday um so i think that the game's just over before it begins so like they're kind of just screwed um But I I still Lovey Smith just strikes me as a
1: guy who doesn't even look at the scoreboard though. He's like, just run it again. Be like, love it. We're down Mm -hmm. by like 18 points. Like, yeah, run. Like, what what do you mean 18 points? It's the first quarter. We're running the ball.
2: (laughs) I still kind of I don't know. I still kind of weirdly lean Damian Pierce. Um I I don't know. Like I, I think it's a push. I gotta say it's a push because I really like the Pierce matchup. I think he's going to have a bounce back game because Cleveland's
1: disrespectful to the Murphy
2: street empire. So So he's got, I think, I think for me personally, Joe Mixon coming back from a concussion, maybe they don't like give him a whole lot of carries like his normal workload. But like, if he had Zeke in here, I think I would weirdly give it to Zeke. I know that we like always talk trash on Zeke, but like, I think that Indy stinks. They're not good. And in those games where they're, like, burning the clock and they're trying to get the game over with, it always goes to Zeke. And Zeke's probably going to have over 15 carries. He's probably locked for, like, over 60 yards and maybe a touchdown. Um, I think that's enough to overcome, but I, I'm just not super sure about Joe Mixon there. They might need to throw a lot also to keep up with Kansas City. Um, with that being so maybe said... Maybe it's
1: fair to say that it's not locked in that Joe Mixon here. There is some wiggle room yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe a Swift, a Zeke, or someone like that.
2: Yeah, as of now, though, I'm saying it's a push um, just because Damian Pierce, his matchup is, like, tremendous. Um, and with that being said, though, with Joe Mixon, the next matchup is T. Higgins against Kansas City and Tyree Hill against San Fran, and I'm going to give it to Tyre, or T. Higgins, I mean. Um, I'm giving it to T. Higgins. I, Tyree Hill got banged up at the end of the last game. Um, T. Higgins, they're going to have to throw most likely to keep up with Kansas City. Case is uh, back, though. So he
1: is back. But so even with Chase first, back, you're still putting T or picking T over. His first uh, game. All right, it's His
2: okay. first game back after like breaking his hip or whatever the fuck happened to him. Um, I, I think that it's
1: <laughs> he got like the Bo Jackson injury. Uh, He's just never gonna play again.
2: I he literally had a a bone chip or something in his hip. Like I i don't I understand how not- he's gonna
1: play football i honestly do not understand how he's even
2: walking he was supposed to be done for the season when it first happened and then it was like oh no like he healed. actually him,
1: it's only like five me- weeks
2: man i'm like what no, i was like <laughs> it's like no nah, no nah, it's cool it's cool it's cool jamar chase is built different i was like what the fuck <laughs>
0: he's a
1: fucking human being you, you have
2: like a what like a chip in your hip what are you doing but <laughs> but-, <laughs> but you
1: so you're still picking t over uh tyreek
2: yeah, just slightly, but I'm gonna go T. Higgins. So, like, I am pretty uh, disrespecting a little bit uh, the champ over here. He's got one nod to Jeff's two so far. Um, but the next one we have Amari Cooper against Houston and Deshaun Watson's return game, and Adam Thielen against the Jets. Um, I'm giving this to Cooper. Um, this is gonna be this is gonna be Cooper. Um, I think that Cooper's a very good quarter or wide receiver. Um, I know he has like up and down games and everything, but he is Deshaun Watson, who is a very good quarterback. He's his number one receiver. So how, how weird uh, is be. it?
1: Hold on. How weird is it that in a year where Amari Cooper has like the most inconsistent quarterback play is the year that he's arguably the most consistent? He's a yeah. he's the wide receiver eight right now. But Amari Cooper's thing <laughs> has always been like, yeah, Um, the Amari Cooper specials, he'll get you like five points here, three points here, and then he explodes for 32 points. Yeah. But then he just reverts right back to another two points. Yeah, but he five, has so three, many four. of these explosion games that he still ends up as like a top 15 receiver in fantasy. Yeah. But this year, he's just straight up the wide receiver eight. And he yeah. had Jacoby Brissett and just like all these random people throwing him the ball. And um, he's had some weird drops, but he's been awesome.
2: Yep. I uh, he's been really good, and um, I think he might just get even better with Deshaun Watson now that he has a better quarterback coming in there. Um, so that is the second nod so far for Max here. Uh, now moving on, we have Jacoby another Myers. Max. What did I say?
1: I said, oh, this one's going to be another one for Max. Is what
2: I said. Oh well, yeah, one hundred percent. We have Jacoby Myers on Thursday Night Football. Against Buffalo and Chris Godwin on Monday Night football against New Orleans. That is Chris Godwin, yeah, as you foretold. Um, there's no question about that. Um, Foster Moreau, uh, <clears throat> man, Max is down bad at tight end. I know that Foster Moreau has been pretty good in uh, the. I mean, is he? Of,
1: he had Pitts. So how how much of a downgrade is Pitts from if he was still healthy? I
2: I know. I'm including. I'm including Pitts into this conversation. Oh, oh my like, <clears throat> <is>, god, <laughs> he is. He's down bad at tight end. Maybe he wants to consider um, putting in Tyler Conklin there. Um, no, I'm, I'm kind of just kidding a little bit. But um, Dalton Schultz on Sunday Night Football against Indy. This is Dalton Schultz for me. Um, Ramondre Stevenson on Thursday Night Football against Buffalo and Jamar Chase on Sunday against Kansas City. Uh, I couldn't trust Jamar Chase. I know he's amazing, but I just couldn't trust him in his first game back. So I'm going to give it Ramondre. He's been absolutely amazing. Like Ramondre has been apps and Damian Harris isn't going to play. Bill Belichick fucking loves Ramondre, Steve. It's weird. He compared him to Tom Brady and Lawrence Taylor. Like, I don't know if you probably know this too, but like the, the one player that Bill Belichick loves. Lawrence Taylor. Like he loves Lawrence Taylor more than his own mother oh my God, he loves Lawrence Taylor. Like he's the only player I've ever heard Bill Belichick. I'm sure Bill Belichick was the
1: one that hand delivered him Coke every morning. Like (laughs) Lawrence Taylor, I love you. I I
2: would do anything for you, my sweet (laughs) prince.
1: I will snort (laughs) off of your wiener.
2: I will do anything
1: for you, Lawrence. if,
2: If Bill Belichick could create a football player and have everything be great about him, that would be Lawrence Taylor. Like there's, and he compared this running back who was like a fourth round pick? He, he like, literally had the goat at quarterback,
1: and every time the media would ask about Tommy, he's like, "Yeah, twelve is fine. Like he's okay." Yeah, How like about like Ramondre? Fucking LT man, fucking that's LT. Back.
2: Like, and I Ramondre is good. Like he's he's good. Don't get me wrong, but like I feel like he's like kind of like a juiced up like Art Blunt. Like I don't like he's like amazing or anything. Like he's like he's good, but like. I feel like other players can do what he's doing. <laughs> I don't know. I would
1: be so scared if I was Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> like, I'd be like, why does this guy like, I can't fuck up at all. <laughs> like, I gotta do every, like, how stressed out do you think Ramondre Stevenson actually is? <laughs> like, I feel like I would be more stressed if Bill Belichick likes me than if Bill Belichick just was indifferent my existence which sounds yeah. weird because you would want to be on his good side but like for me i'd be like all right even when i pick out at lunch what would what would bill belichick want to see as yeah yeah. <laughs> oh, probably like a fucking weird banana all right i'll, go, I'll have to go get that instead like, like i'd be
2: so stressed there's out very very few players that bill belichick talks highly of like all the time like ed reed Later. is one of another that come to mind like he's he loves ed reed um yeah, it's it's him. weird like i don't, I don't know like But, I mean, this is Ramondre 100% for me. I know that Jamar Chase is definitely a better football player, but I I just can't trust him in his first game back. Damn, this Um, is the
1: disrespect champ episode. That's what this
2: is. Max, remember, I'm not making these picks. It's Darren, just for disclaimer. It's going to continue. Don't worry. Um, Keenan Allen against Las Vegas and Tyler Lockett against the Rams. Um, The Rams are down bad. Like, they are a fucking mess. Um, Aaron Donald... He is now – they said that he has a, quote, high ankle sprain, which is probably fucking He just bullshit. doesn't want to play. Oh, yeah. Like, Aaron Donald's like, yo, man, I'm not playing this fucking garbage I should have retired. Anymore. I came back yeah. for this
1: bullshit. <laughs> Stafford can't throw more than 20 oh, – fuck
2: this. Like, if Stafford's not playing, Aaron Donald's not playing. And if Aaron Donald's not playing, that defense is dog shit. So, Ramsey I think – really Lockett, hasn't been
1: playing for, like, the past eight weeks.
2: Like, they – they, the, the Seahawks might not have any reason to throw the ball. It could be like the Kenneth Walker show. So I don't really like Tyler Lockett against the Rams in this matchup. I know it's like a good matchup on paper because like they get burned um, through the air. It's a division game though. Division games always get weird. That's true, but I still think it's going to be a Kenneth Walker game. Like I, I just like with if Aaron yeah, Donald doesn't play, is. like they can run for sure if Aaron Donald doesn't play. Like Aaron Donald changes that whole team. Like if you take Aaron Donald off that defense, I don't know. Wagner know. back there though. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Like, I
1: agree that taking Donald was, off
2: is monumental, but like, yeah, I, it's huge. So, yeah. like, if you, if, uh, fair. if he's not playing, like, I, I wouldn't even play Lockett. I don't think I would pr- rather play one of the guys he has on his bench. Like, I would rather play Christian Kirk or Zeke. um But if he did that, then I would give the nod to him. So, like, this could be it could be different depending on what Max does. I'm not trying to sway Max's decision because I don't want to take the blame if like Talib Lockett has like 40 points here. But, um. I personally don't like it. Um, so Keenan Allen against Las Vegas, I would give it to Keenan Allen as it stands right now. Um, so this could change for sure. Cause Max could tinker. And I know he's going to, cause Max is a tinker. Um, and he's going to be thinking about this long and hard because this is his last hurdle. Like if he beats Jeff, he's got that bye locked up. Um,
1: so you, you, you can honestly say this is outside of last week. Cause him picking up that dub against this him, is a huge, huge This is the, Max. this is one of the biggest games right now huge. of his yeah. entire season.
2: Yep, this is a huge game for Max. He needs to win this game, and I think um, he probably will. Um, I know we have one more to go. I think he's probably going will, to will win, but as it stands, and I'm going to go through this the rest of this, um, the last one. Um, so we have Daniel Jones against Washington uh, and Mike White against Minnesota. Um, I know that Minnesota is a good matchup. They just got lit up by Mac Jones. Mac Jones maybe got back on track. Um, but Washington's a pretty good matchup too, and Daniel Jones, he's been – you know, living up to his nickname Danny Dimes so far this year. He has really made good. some
1: throws where I was like, What the
2: fuck? That was so Jones? I mean I think I gotta give it to Danny Dimes. Uh I know that like Mike White might outscore him again and he looked really good. And a, a lot of that, like I think probably ten points came from that. Um Garrett Wilson touchdown. Oh my where, god, dude. He's
1: Garrett Wilson, so, dude. When he has the it, ball, it, he's he,
2: different. It, it I, I just it's gotta be Danny Dimes. And with that being said. Just go and breaking down the matchups. Jeff wins. I was gonna um, say you're almost
1: comfortably
2: picking Jeff, but I don't think Jeff's gonna win. <laughs> I I know I picked a lot of them, but like if Max, like Tinker's here and there, and um, but he can't. Like it's the weird thing is like he has to start Chase. I think like he can't not start Jamar Chase, but like Jamar Chase could go out there and play like 15 snaps and get some like three points. Um, so like it's it's that's one of those things where like you you hate to be in that situation. You almost like want him to not play until next week because next week um, Max has uh, a much easier matchup on the books um, than he does this week. So like you almost hope that like Jamar Chase just sits out one more week so that in that first game back, he can play Jamar Chase against Greg and he doesn't have to worry about it. But this week is a huge game for him and he needs to play Jamar Chase. But at the same time, he needs Jamar Chase to play more than like 20 snaps. Like they can't, they can't ease him in because if they ease him in, he might be fucked.
1: The variance of outcome is just unbelievable. Like it's it, it could literally be like two points, but it could yeah. also be like a big ceiling. The, yeah, the variance is unbelievable. So yeah, it should be really, really interesting to see what he does. But ultimately, even though you picked up, you still think you're picking uh MSE.
2: Yeah, I'm still gonna say that Max is gonna win because I think that um whole B. Why are you doing this process, man? You, you you go against your process I, and then I you have just pick to. a different like, end. So like I, I picked I picked Aaron Jones over Jonathan Taylor, but I think he's only gonna outscore him by a little bit. Um T. Higgins over Tyree Hill, same thing. Um Schultz against Moreau. Like the tight ends just stink. Like, so like that'll will probably be close to. Um the only one I'm like super duper confident about is Ramondre over Chase. Like that's the only one. And then Ch- Chase could still outscore Ramondre. So I I think that like Max is gonna pull out the win, even though I like Jeff's head-to-head matchups a little bit better here yeah
1: all right yeah that makes sense that's fair so if max wins this one that's going to be huge because this has to be essentially his biggest game now and so if he wins this one he locks up that one scene i'm sure he would love to be able to relax a little bit heading into the playoffs that'll be really really fun for him
2: yeah yeah
1: And guys, because we released this podcast a little bit late, I'm sorry, guys, missed the deadline. We are rewarding you already. This podcast is like record length there, and it's it's really long. We're already in our third Zoom call, but we (laughs) want to add a little bit, sprinkle in a little bit extra thank you, gratitude for the PDL. You know, it's the the holiday season, so we want to give back. So let me retract before we reward you. What we're going to do is... We're gonna act as if the season ends now and kind of look at what the playoff picture looks like and maybe do a little bit of a prediction. But before we get there, because it's the holiday season, go completely off script. Darren, happy almost holidays, pretty exciting. Um Cyber Monday and like Thanksgiving and Black Friday, all that kind of stuff came and went. Did you did you get anything good?
2: Um, I bought a Samsung frame TV. Um that was <laughs>
1: Dude, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, that was the one big thing because um Jackie. Hates TVs. Yeah. Um, Wait, just, what? She just like she doesn't really watch TV, and she really doesn't like how they look. Um. So I was oh like, to
1: her it's just like she walks and it's like wow I fucking hate that black rectangle that's on the wall. Fuck
2: that. Yeah. Thing. So I was forced to get a, a frame TV so that it like looks like a you know a painting on the wall. Damn.
0: Um, All
2: right. Yeah. So and it's gonna be eventually like for now because we're still like you know, doing stuff. Um. It's going to be sitting on a TV stand for now, but eventually we're going to get it mounted on the wall so it'll look like a picture. Oh, dude, I bet Jackie's pissed right now. I'm like, what the fuck is the point of a TV
1: stand? It shouldn't exist. TV shouldn't exist. I hate all, I hate everything.
2: She's, she's like, we're going to get it mounted on the wall and it's going to be a console table underneath. I was like, what the fuck's a console table? <laughs>
1: you know what you should do on april fools why don't you just like on april fools day or something like that just pull out that tv and just get one of those box tvs put yeah. that right in like in the middle of your living room so just have a meltdown
2: <laughs> my <laughs> my pop-up or my grandfather um because i don't know if pop-ups like a doco thing um but anyway um he you know those big like wood console tables with like the tube tv screen yep, uh, yep 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 he had one of those and when it finally died um he got a flat screen tv and instead of throwing away the tv did he put it there He put the flat screen tv on top of the other tv as a tv stand <laughs> that's like the <laughs> ultimate
1: pop pop move though
2: that's I like know. that's just that's like textbook the true, that's that's like, literally a caricature yep it was uh, eventually he finally got rid of the tv because like I, I think probably one of his children was like dad you gotta get rid of this fucking thing he <laughs> <laughs> gutted him too it's like it's
1: part of me now it's been <laughs> in my life That's forever been there
2: for 30 years what it you outlasted <laughs> all these
1: administrations fuck
2: and you he's kids like, he's like really like super irish so like he's probably like he's like what do you mean you gotta get rid of that tv it's been here for 30 years <laughs> <laughs> it's like
1: Thank you for doing the accent, because if I tried, <laughs> I would have had a meltdown, and Max would have clipped it again, and I would have just killed myself, because <laughs> I was about to bring out my lucky charms accent, and I just stopped. Hard stop. That's racist.
2: So he's funny, but he—I mean—I know he would probably fire up about getting rid of that TV, even though it literally didn't turn on anymore. <laughs> like it did not it, work, it, dude. It, dude, he probably was actually so fired up, he's right pissed. <laughs> Like they probably like a couple of my uncles probably I I kid you not they probably had to like physically take it out of there so he would just get rid of it because like I know he was like old so like obviously he's not lifting the shit out himself but like when they delivered the TV, um I'm sure that the delivery guys that like were there could have been like 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 you know TV stands they're heavy a lot of the time so when they dropped that off he could have been like hey take this fucking big out big big ass monstrosity because they have those like you know those rubber strap things that go between your legs that make it real easy to lift shit like they could have just like pop that thing out there real quick and put it on the curb but you know he didn't he didn't want to get rid of it
1: <laughs> thank you so much for uh speaking because i legit don't even know what a picture frame tv is so i'm watching a youtube video of what this is and these things that's
2: oh yeah they're crazy, sick right, right? yeah like, they're that's so cool nuts. what yeah they are really cool but like i at the same time I was like this is kind of unnecessary that's, because it doesn't need to look like a you, picture. <laughs> you
1: could change you could change the picture around. Is it like on a carousel or something? Like uh, like a slideshow yeah, so kind of
2: thing. Yeah, you can like apparently like pick the the paintings that you want. So like it can be um if you want to. Oh, put it looks like, like you can do pictures Diego too. Right? Monet. Yeah, you can put pictures up there too, so it can look oh, like yeah. a big giant, but like I don't know. I think it'd be kind of weird if you put like a picture on there because it's like a fifty-five inch picture. Like that's kind of weird. Um but <laughs> Um, I, I do I do think one of my neighbors might have a frame because I've seen it like through their window and they have like a family portrait that's just like constantly on. And it's like so weird because like you see it through their window and it's just like all these people just like staring right back at you. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> um, but like, we'll probably use it for like, you know, starry night or like, you know, something like that, like a nice like painting or something. Um, it's just... I don't know. I think it's kind of stupid because it's not. It's not like it's going to be on twenty four seven either. So when you have the TV off, it still looks like a TV, right? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's <so dumb.
1: laughs> yeah, well, it's a good thing Jackie doesn't listen to the podcast because oh, well. obviously this is a worldwide <laughs> podcast. But yeah, I just wanted to get a little bit of festive spirits because you know what's more festive than saying how we used our money towards a holiday, right? Because that's exactly. what it's all about. Did you buy anything nice? Um, no, uh, with all the kind of news that's happening in my life, it's like, time doesn't really make sense. Like it barely hit me that it's almost Christmas time. Like Thanksgiving already happened because right now I'm just still like, holy shit, I'm going to be a dad. Like what the fuck is going on right now? Um, so no, but I did remember because I have to, um, I know Emily wanted a new Apple watch, so I was able to snipe one of those for a little bit. Oh, nice. But I, I I think I only saved like 10 bucks, but that's fine. I, I guess that's my big win. little bit but you you get those so yeah getting i guess christmas shopping done huge win for me but yeah i just feel like the are the sales just not as good now or is that just in my head or has like internet shopping ruined everything because everything is always on sale
2: i think so i think it's a combination of both i think internet shopping has ruined it and i think just the the uh allure of going out at five o'clock in the morning yeah, like best
1: buy and literally camping out
2: yeah like you you wanted to do that like you wanted to go out at oh fun fact um the first year i got my license i don't you probably know this story um but everyone else in the league definitely doesn't um but the first year me and jackie started dating we were this was like a couple weeks we were starting dating this was like when i first got my license um i was a new driver it was pouring rain we went out for black friday so i left my house at four o'clock in the morning that that year um God. to go to the king of oppression mall uh, with Jackie and her friend, um, Eliza Patini. Hold
1: on. Can you talk about any, like, first, fresh get your license. Oh, what do you want to do? <laughs> on a lack of sleep, let me drive to King of Pressure. Like, I don't oh, even very... want to do that, and I've had my <laughs> license forever.
2: The very first day, I got my license. So, oh my God, uh, the context of this, I was a terrible driver when I first got my license. Like, absolutely terrible. Um, I... Had to take my permit test three times because I refused to study for it. And I was like, I'm just going to pass it because like I I, I just <laughs> hope I get
1: really easy questions in this rotation. I eventually, and I, did. Can do it.
2: I eventually did because I literally did not know the rules. Like the one time I was driving in the car and I was with Matt Clever and i turned you know how like when you uh, light turns green and you're turning left you're supposed to yield to oncoming traffic yeah 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 light turned green i just turned left right in front of the oncoming traffic and he was like what the fuck are you doing and i was like what and he was like you can't do that and i was like why not i went before them he was like that's not the fucking rules (laughs) you can't do that i was like oh okay (laughs) all right i'm good I should from have that that for from permanent. I got my
1: license.
2: <laughs> but now you know. Forward, yeah, from, from, from that point point forward, I knew like I knew the the rules, but I had to learn the job. You know, like I, I had to learn the rules of the road. It's like the and most actually... boomer thing I've ever heard from you. I I, <laughs> drew, I learned from the school of hard knocks,
1: man. Didn't get pulled over, but I figured it out.
2: <laughs> my I was such a bad driver that my mom was so scared to get in the car with me that oh she God. made me she made me go to defensive driving. And I was such a bad driver that my defensive driving teacher told no, me. No, he, told he did not. Me I You're was making this up. He told me I, gonna fail. Up. I swear to God, he was like, you're going to fail. He was like, I, I really hope you do well, but I don't think you're going to pass. And I was like, oh, that's nice. was <laughs> like, I think I'm going to pass, though. I know you inspire kids by saying, dude, you're just I literally am
1: terrified. And I took out a life insurance before you came in here. But I hope you pass. Like
2: there's a there's a turn uh, going left on the Lawrence Road um, that I always take to go to my house. And. I went around that, like that turn, you should probably be gone like 15, 20, you know, it's, it's, you're sitting at a red light and you're, you're not, I went in that defensive driving. I literally went like 50 miles, like I floored it around that turn and he was whole, <laughs> he was literally holding on to the car. He was like, Oh my God. I was, so I, like, this is completely normal. Like this is how normal people <laughs> drive. This is fine. So long story short though. I did pass my driver's test on my first try. And then with I... this context,
1: you wake up at four in the morning to go Black <laughs> Friday shopping. And you said it was pouring.
2: <laughs> well, th- this is a couple weeks after this, but the first, the very first day I got my license was a Thursday and I borrowed my mom's car. We went to Penhurst asylum Thursday night with uh, Jackie and two of Jackie's friends. And in my mom's car on the highway, I was, I literally broke 100 miles an hour the first day I got my license. In Are my you mom's literally
1: car. a sitcom character? <laughs> you're like, all right, first day, let's go to an asylum and then break 100 miles
2: an I, hour. Look, look, like, like I didn't. <laughs>
1: 24 hours with the license, you're like, fuck it, man. Speed for speed underground i fucking not, love that game.
2: not even not even 24 hours this was like six hours it was like i got my license that day at like 12 p.m and six o'clock at that night i was going 100 miles an hour on the highway and i had no clue what the rules of the road were i barely like a
1: walking advertisement oh my people just shouldn't drive or we should like raise the limits be like yeah this 16 year old can get a permit that's fine and then here you are you're like i'm fucking studying for that shit i'm yeah, just gonna I just hope like, i get yeah, easy questions
2: it's like i'll know all this shit all i have to do is just wait till the questions are good and i'll pass like the first time th- i remember like a red octagon
1: what goes in here your- oh i know this one stop oh my god i'm gonna get my fucking
2: license today this is i great. remember my dad took me to the permit test my for my first time my dad took me and i was in and out in like maybe five minutes and i walked i walked in took the test i walked out and he was like i started walking out of the door and he was like where are you going and i was like i failed he was like what do you mean you failed <laughs> i was like i was like yeah i failed let's go and he he was like he was like are you fucking kidding me he was like how the fuck did you fail the permit test? It's so easy. hold on hold on so you
1: walk in there right five minutes you're in and out you, you you're not walking in or out confident or whatever you're just nonchalantly just walking back out and your dad's like all right, what, what do they have to print out you your going? permit? You like, permit? do we have to wait here long? You're like, not that. I just tried to
2: <laughs> I failed. I was like, we gotta go.
1: How <laughs> did round two go? Because after you knew you failed, did your dad well, take you again?
2: No, he he would not take me again after that. He was like, if you're not going to study, I'm not going to take you. So round two, my mom took me. I failed, and that <laughs> one I tried. <laughs> I tried a little bit harder that time. What well, you look at. Well, you looked up if there's a book that you should study I, and you're like, nah, I ain't doing that. Well, that time the second time I was handed the book by my mom and I didn't look at it. And, and that's the you third... saying you
0: put in a 10? So <laughs> what the <laughs>
2: fuck? Well, I, I spent longer on the questions. Like I read them twice instead of just okay, once. Okay. <laughs> so Hoping when... reading that question again will reveal an answer. Give me... <laughs> and then the third time um the third time i think i might have like looked at the cover of the book and maybe glanced at a page or something but uh, i hey, did not that's all you
1: need you're a walking <laughs> testament to say that's all you, you know, need
2: that's what they say third time's a charm that's what happened i passed <laughs> i shouldn't have passed i definitely you shouldn't hyped, have, i did uh what
1: i like, got to answer all the questions you're like uh oh, miss i think my computer's but par- oh wait oh sorry i never got to this part Never. Oh, know, yeah, i no. passed
2: i was i was overly confident for what i should have been at the time because like <laughs> i I should not have been as like I. I should have. He failed twice in a
1: row, and then you open the book like halfway once, and you're like, "Oh, dude, I'm gonna pass this shit. I'm fine."
2: (laughs) You're such a confident kid, dude. And then, like when I when I had the driver's test, I like straight up told the defensive driving teacher, I was like, "I'm gonna pass." And then I text after I passed, I texted him. I was like, "I passed the test." He was like, "He was like, no way, congratulations." And I was like. I was like, yeah, I told you I was going to. You should like, just send
1: a picture of you just sending him the finger. Be like, yeah, thanks, man. Still
2: still to this day, I only know how to parallel park to the right. I can't do <laughs> it to the left. <laughs> I can only parallel park that one way because that's how I learned it for the test. And I was like, so you am just driving gonna... in
1: Philly. And they're like, oh, dear, there's a spot right there. Like, nah, 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 yeah, nah, nah, no, 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 no. That side does not exist. That side of the curb
2: do does not exist in my world. There's no <laughs> way. to do it because they teach you. They teach you how to parallel park to the right, and I was like, "All right, I only need to know this." We live in the fucking suburbs, so I was like, "I'm never going to need to parallel park." Like, so I was like, "I'm going to learn how to do it to the right, and I don't care about doing it to the left." (laughs) So, has that ever ever impeded
1: your ability to drive? Ever? No, never. Yeah, I I don't think. Yeah, I was just going to pick on you about, but no, I don't think there's ever opportunity where you're like, "Yeah, dude, it fucked me up that one time when I went to the zoo in Cincinnati." No, no, I feel like it would never happen.
2: Worst case, you drive like. 100 more feet and you find a spot to the right anyway so like, uh, i would have a meltdown <laughs> with that one yeah i'd be like dude you just passed the spot i can't yeah what do you Jump mean you can't parallel park to the left uh, i'm telling you dude i can't i can't do it
1: <laughs> i would make such a say i'd be like what, what does that even mean man i see any parallel park. no i just can't do it that way dude that
2: makes it's me... <laughs> like it's like was it was it talladega nights where he couldn't turn to the right like he couldn't That's it. Yeah, they would just keep going same in circles thing. yeah <laughs> it's the same thing i can't turn to the, i can't parallel park to the left <laughs>
1: Oh, I don't know how we still have listeners because they just learned that I, we just use this as an babble. excuse to talk to each other. I don't know
2: how we got on this topic. I don't remember what we were talking about. I actually, yeah. <laughs> Wait, how?
1: We're, oh, no, we're talking Black Friday. Hold on. How does this tie uh, into Black Friday?
2: I, I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, the, the car. It the was Black raining Friday. or something. Yeah, 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 it was raining. <laughs> so we went to Black Friday at 4 o'clock in the morning, and this was two weeks, I think, after I got my license. Um so i got now i got my license like in the, the end of october so black so it was like three weeks after i got my license and it was pouring rain um my car I had like a shitty jeep grand Cherokee. Wait, who, it's just you and jackie it was me jackie and her friend eliza patina okay okay um so anna's little sister yeah, yeah yeah. and um the co- i had a shitty jeep cherokee and it hydroplaned and it went down the hill and it took out a bush <laughs> so the <laughs> bush how scared were you at the time honest oh i was not i was not scared even a little bit (laughs)
1: Um... (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude the cop showed up with a shotgun i was like yeah we'll be fine guys let's just go home walk home
2: the car hydroplane I took out a bush. The bush was stuck underneath my car. So at like six o'clock in the morning, I called my mom and I was like, mom, you need to come pick me up because there's a bush stuck underneath my car. And she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's a bush stuck underneath your car. And I was like, yeah, there's a bush. You're literally the worst son.
1: Like ever. <laughs> like, you're the, like, what are you doing? Wait, does it cost money to take the permit pass?
2: Um, Probably.
1: Yeah, you can't just show up on like a like on Wednesday and be like, yeah, I'm just gonna take this again. All right.
2: No, I think I think it's the driver's test that costs money, and the permit oh, test. Okay. Is free. Okay. You just, okay. Have, you just have to schedule the permit test in advance, and then if you fail, but what amazing. was Jackie
1: terrified during this hydroplane? Or was everyone just kind of chilling?
2: Um, I feel like. They probably were because, you know, we, we I had no control of the car, but I don't know if they had an idea that I had no control of the car until probably we were going down the hill. Yeah,
1: when <laughs> like, you start sliding a little bit in a, <laughs> the unconventional direction, like, oh, wait, now something like, feels a little bit weird.
2: Luckily, I hydroplaned and I turned back into the King of Russian Mall parking lot and there was no cars there because I hydroplaned <laughs> into a restaurant parking lot and the restaurant wasn't open because it was 6 o'clock in the morning. So, so you're there like, was oh, yeah, let's just park right lot. here. Yeah. So I was just like sitting in the parking lot just and we were just waiting. And then like um, that was that was, I think, the first time my mom met Jackie. <laughs> so, you know, life comes first circle. It's real. It's real weird. But um, yeah, wow. the, the story is I went to your, your fucking wedding drive. and
1: I didn't even know the story.
2: <laughs> yeah. Don't let your kids drive. <laughs>
1: jeez all right okay let's get back guys this is an excuse obviously for darren and i to talk we 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 are all, all giddy about it. i'm like oh so i get to talk Darren, today but anyway <laughs> let's fully reward them for why they're actually here our little bit of playoff fun. preview oh yeah if it were to end right now darren what does the playoff picture look like
2: so it was was the end today max would have the bye um so i guess we can kind of just glance over him real quick um he would not be playing week one of the playoffs. So the first matchup we would have would be you uh, as the two seed against Jeff. Um, Good luck, Jeff, in that scenario. But but wouldn't
1: that be funny? Because if it were to play out this way, my last game in the regular PDL season is against Jeff. And then I would just play Jeff again
2: immediately afterwards. And And I already played Jeff twice this season in real life if that was like a real life scenario and it was like say it was like the giants and the eagles and they played three times and the eagles beat them twice there's like a pretty good chance that the Giants. oh no that's an automatic
1: game. loss i would just yep. i would pull out another mortgage to be like no they're gonna they're gonna yep. definitely
2: teams never beat the other team three times but i mean this is fantasy football it's not like the real thing but and i um, still haven't i haven't even beat them the second time yet i mean i think that so so are you saying they're gonna lose that no, I'm Regular saying it's team, a possibility. He's out.
1: putting up a fight against uh, Max, so I don't see why he true, can't put up true. a fight against me. Max beat me three times.
2: Yeah, but you have 200 more points than Max. I guess not when it matters, though. You just gotta, you just gotta need. Alec my Kumar team just explodes
1: against like Greg and against yeah. like Welch. Like my team is so team excited, and then it goes up against an actual good team like
2: Hollywood or
1: uh max and they're like eh, you know we don't like competition we we just like the
2: cupcakes so i would say i don't like this is like not knowing players who have the matchups like nothing yeah yeah um, off the cup. having no clue who's playing this is like i, I would say you're gonna win that game and as you it's i'm sorry to jeff um but it's an uphill battle like it that seven seed is not the spot you want this year. Um, you don't want to play Max, and you don't want to play Tommy, um, especially not in your first game. So that's that's just a tough break for Jeff, unfortunately. I mean, it's still up in the air, and he still could get that six seed, so he could kind of escape that path. But um, as of now, I, I would say that's a first-round loss for Jeff there. Um, but, you know, first year in the league, first year in the playoffs, so that's not bad.
1: I honestly think uh, things have to be still looking pretty good for them because, like you said, just being able to get the very first wild card spot is pretty historic. So it's pretty special yeah. that uh, the whirlwind kind of is able to cash it in. But I definitely have to agree with you. If I'm just kind of a neutral viewer, this is not the year I would want the wild card. I mean, it's great to punch it in, but I really would not want to face uh, Murphyshire Empire or Delco right now just because of just where the tier breaks look like for points. Yeah. And so just because of that, uh, it's kind of anticlimactic. But, hey, anything can absolutely happen. So I'm actually going to be scared if I do end up beating Jeff in the last game of the PDL season because that means I'd be 2-0 and then going up against him in the playoffs. That's why I'm riding right now. If I if I face Max one more time, I'm 0-2 so far, I've got to win the third, right? It's like yep. it happens. So that's why I'm like, eh, I don't know. We'll, we'll kind of see here. But all right, let's continue. Uh, what are the other matchups looking like?
2: So we'd have the three seed, which would be Brian with the Hollywood Hustle against Kev and the Philadelphia Yellow Hawks. That would be our next matchup. Um, this would be a very That's good game. That's
1: pretty good, dude. That yeah, is, that would be I don't know the matchups, matchup. but I'm just it's thinking of the it hottest teams
2: in the league right now. They have, it's, Kev is going to be going on a win streak, most likely. Brian's on a five-game win streak. Um, so, I mean, there's the two hottest teams in the league right now. Kev just... Made a last, literally a last minute trade to uh, add J. K. Dobbins to his team, who should be back for the fancy playoffs. Um, I mean, this is god. As do good the as it Baltimore gets,
1: Ravens need him?
2: Like <laughs> my goodness, I, I know. And it's like, and it's not. I, I don't think they're going to waste any time. Like once he's able to play, because we saw Gus Edwards. As soon as Gus Edwards was healthy, like he took control of that. Back he was field.
1: barely healthy, and they're like, nah, carry the ball like a hundred <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah, Kenyon <laughs> Drake, fine.
2: who like Kenyon Drake, you're gone. Like uh, <laughs> that other running back, Justice Hill. Like yeah, who are you? Like get out of here. Um, so I think as soon as JK Dobbins is back, like he's going to be right back in the fold. Um, but that's going to be a great game. I, I, that could go either way. Um, I, 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 wouldn't know who to pick without like looking at the matchup, but, um, I would say that's like really tight like that either way that could happen. Um, the next one just as good. Um, Steve and Brett like that. God. All the so playoff that, games are so scary. Like Max Kareem has to be smiling, and right? I don't know, cause like, so I don't even know for like for Max, he would play the lowest seed remaining. So, does he want like who does he want to win? Like who does he want to come out of this? Like obviously, I would say he wants Jeff to beat you, um, just to knock you out of the playoffs. Um, but it's hurtful, Max. If <laughs> if say you win, which like we we're assuming that you're gonna win, um, then he would play Kev, like. Is Kev or Brett like, do you want to play either of them as your first game off the bye? Like, oh, that is teams, scary. Like, he's got, I know he's going to have the bye week, but that first game after the bye, it's not going to be a cakewalk.
1: I think it at least has to make him feel a little bit good because then he gets to kind of sit in the sidelines. What would really suck is in that bye, his team goes off like the yeah. highest scoring team because it would feel great in the moment, but you're like, damn. I did get this by, but I would have been fine without it too. And then I'm not saying that would be a recipe for disaster because his team could obviously pop off twice, but it would just kind of feel a little bit off. I, I know last year in the playoffs, I... I had a buy cause we saw two buys. So I had one of them. And I remember in the, uh, my first buy, my team exploded. Like I, I would have easily beaten anyone. And so I was kind of like, I'm not bum, but I was like, I mean, it's great to get the points, but Why it's kind of like, a- next yeah.
2: <laughs> like if I'm
1: playing Greg, like I played Greg uh this week. Right. And so if my team absolutely goes like nuclear and Alvin Kamara has like three touchdowns, I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, cool. Whatever. <laughs> like that's, that's great, but kind of sucks. But um yeah but if you are max though who 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 would you want to face let's say just in your opinion you are now the owner of the murphy street empire who are you looking to see and who do you want to face
2: i i guess i'd rather play kev's team um than brett i mean i would definitely want to play jeff i think like if i could play jeff's team of all of them, like obviously, you know, he's in seventh place. Not this isn't a knock on Jeff, but he's in seventh place for a reason, right? Like, um, I think that Kev's team is a little bit better than Jeff's. So, like a his first choice would obviously be Jeff because that does two things. It knocks you out of the playoffs, and he gets to play the, the weakest team in the playoffs. Um, it's not by a whole lot. I'm not saying like Jeff's team is a little dinky little uh Weenie Hutt Junior over here. Um, but I, I do think that if I had the choice and I was max, I would pick Jeff. Um, my next choice would probably be Kev. Um, I think because Brett has more, more guys, I think that are uh, the boom potential. Uh, Kev obviously has Herbert and Neckler. Um, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I think Kevin, right. Really close. Like it's, it's really hard. It's like, it's splitting hairs um, because if you have Herbert and Neckler, and like guys like Devonta Smith, Amon Ross St. Brown, Terry McLaren, um, Gabe Davis, even Mike Evans. And would you, like you ever, ever be surprised
1: if any of any one of the like five names you just named outside of Eckler and Herbert, if any one of those just went off for like 30 points?
2: points. Yeah. yeah. Like would that surprise you? No, I don't think so. So I, I and I think like Brett's team is good and it's consistent, scores a lot of points. And but he has a
1: Travis Kelsey cheat code.
2: Don't forget about that. He, but it's like it's Travis Kelsey. Um, like this week he started Latavius Murray, Taylor Heineke. Like I, I think on paper Kev's team looks better. So I think I would, if I didn't get, if I didn't get Jeff, I want to play Brett. That would be my my thing. My my. This is just based this on. This rivalry is still up. alive, Brett. You hear that?
1: No, <laughs> if, if it wasn't for the it's wild card paper. team, Brett's team fucking sucks. That's what he said. I'm pretty sure. Okay, Listen back, guys. Like, I think that's what Darren
2: said. Kes team is just a little sexier. It's a little nicer looking.
1: Yeah, but but remember, you also said you're like a Michelin star restaurant, but you're actually McDonald's. So maybe I you're just perform. chasing the looks again, man.
2: I know. I don't By, why why,
1: why are you being superficial? About, My team has erectile
2: inside? dysfunction. Don't is you this... want
1: like someone with a good personality make you laugh, not just eye candy? Come on.
2: Uh.
1: <laughs> you're like Nah. Leonardo DiCaprio kind of figured it out. Yeah, he, I think he's he has a,
2: a pretty good method.
1: <laughs> but um so if it were to end like this, and I guess I'll put it on the spot and we'll do a more um thorough breakdown, but if the season were to end today, obviously we don't know where injuries are gonna roll. Who do you think wins? Wins it all. You even though I can't beat Max, yeah. I feel like that's not being talked about a lot.
2: Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, last year uh Max didn't have a buy, didn't need a buy. Um, and he still won it. So I think that you and wow. Max I think will ultimately face off in the play or the championship game. Um, because I think that's the being the one and two seed round three. You can't you can't face each other before the championship game being the one and two seeds. So I think that you guys will face off in the championship game. And um I mean matchups could play a part in this. Like if you have like all terrible matchups in the week seventeen, like I, I would say Max is gonna win, but as of now, not knowing the matchups, not knowing anything um just based on like how consistently great your team has been all year long like i would say that your team would win the whole thing
1: man do you know how Validated that would feel. I I feel like it's an uphill battle because I feel like while my team has been scoring a lot of points, um, it, I don't know. It's just been kind of ugly with how my season has still gone with how many points I've scored. If that even makes sense. So I know that's just like oh boo Tommy, but um, I'm I'm really nervous. I was a lot more confident just a few weeks ago, but yeah. now I'm I am definitely I'm definitely shook, and I think a lot of that has to be me still mentally trying to recover from that J.K. Dobbins trade, even though that really shouldn't have any impact on me. Because my team still stayed the same, and I would have arguably made it weaker if I let some, like one of my players, go away for a pick or something. But I don't know. I, I, I am definitely feeling really nervous. I'm, I'm kind of torn because I'm glad that you believe in me, but also I'm looking at your team and I'm like, do I want this guy? Do I-? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. No. But all jokes aside, I know you're always coming to. Um, you're always in my corner, man. I feel like you're not really critical of my team and I, sometimes i need to incite
2: that from you I your like, your team is like the team it's the, everything you don't want though because like it's, it's the opposite but of. but at the team. same time it's like it's like everything that i want i just can't bring myself to do it because they are old and i just can't i just can't do it like i'm like the only old guy i have on my team well i got matt ryan still but like i got tom brady and like odell is old for his position like but like they're odell's here to stay and i know that like um if we have new owners that come in in the off season they're probably gonna ask me on the price on odell like steve did and like the other new owners when they came in but i'm gonna be like yo man he's, he's literally untouchable
1: he's a <laughs> literally
2: untouchable <laughs> at this point i think if like someone was willing to give me like a high first I'd be like all right like, i'll consider it but you like, would not
1: even give him my like, right now for like a second
2: no why yeah, why i, why would I mean I at this point favorite why would you player? like part of fantasy is like you know fun like you want to cheer on players you like um that's why yep, when the that's... watson stuff came out i tried to trade watson to everybody because <laughs> i was like i don't want to cheer for this guy but i couldn't <laughs> get a quarterback back that was like as good as deshaun watson so i was like all right i just got to keep him then. um but I don't I don't want to cheer for Deshaun Watson, but like I have to because he's on my team and he's probably not going anywhere because nobody likes him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's completely fair. And no, that's kind of why I sub DeAndre Hopkins on my team. It would have been smart to trade him, I guess, like before this deadline, right? For yeah. a team that might were well, like trading DeAndre Hopkins right now to Hollywood. Like, to like that, Jeff. I feel like that yeah. would make sense. Or even the Jeff. Yeah, that would make sense to make this last season push, do something big. But I was like, nope. Like he's like the only og from the startup draft player on my team and obviously you know i am a huge huge deandre hopkins fan and so i'm like yeah kind of like how you are with odell i'm like i I can't kind of get rid of him because he's like kind of a staple part like he like if anyone were to retire on my team it's poetic that it would be him even though i probably shouldn't be getting out but i'm also happy that he is producing but overall i hope i am able to win and in this prediction of yours Darren, before we wrap up if and i know we talk about this all the time off air too if you're in my position and you just win, right? It was uh, it was a great season. Uh, it looks like I'm on track to be the highest scoring team yet again, which is great. Guys, let me take a little bit of a victory lap because usually I'm self-deprecating, um, which is going to be great for my resume. And now I get to win two championships in a span of three years. And would you go for it again? Or would you blow it up with the status of my team, no. with the team that has a Henry, a Devontae Adams, a DeAndre Hopkins, and so on?
2: This is the way I look at it, knowing how the PDL operates, right? Um, so obviously, you're probably going to keep Lamar. You're probably going to keep Burrow because yep. they're young and you can keep him forever. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a guy you can think about trading for sure. Um, if he, He's got to obviously get a starting job to be. Yeah, I, I tried it. to trade him so much um, and I can't.
1: Like, no, <laughs> one hey. no one wants him.
2: Literally, no one wants
1: him. I think, my, I think my I think my price was a just a job, second round pick for the longest time, and no one was nibbling. And I was like, "All right,
2: dude. if he gets a starting job, I'll give you a second round pick for him." I'm telling you that right now on the air, I'll I'll do that. Well, no, if he gets a
1: starting job, I'm I'm
2: I gotta I gotta keep him. Well, you don't. What do you need to keep him for if you're gonna plan on tanking?
1: Uh, well, no, I'm not planning on tank. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. share it <laughs>
2: given you a second. Round. No, you're, you're right. You're right. Sorry, player. sorry.
1: I, I'm thinking like right now. I'm like, no, I might need him in the playoffs. I'm like, oh no, wait. At that so, point. I would this be is, no you're right. In the
2: scenario we're saying that you're going to sell off some assets, which I which I think I would do, like sell off Give some G, assets. Easy. The guys that like you could get their like I think like for Christian McCaffrey, I think you could get probably what he's worth in this league. Um, some people might try and knock him because he's always hurt, like he's hurt right now. Um but like Derrick Henry, I don't think That's you're just a freak it
1: thing though, guys. but like McCaffrey having a full off season with the Niners and stuff like that, I think that will be a little bit sexier. But yeah. yeah, like Derek Henry, like you're saying, old.
2: The guys the guys that you can get what they're worth, like I think you'll probably be able to get what Stephon Diggs is worth, and like Mike Williams, and like those guys, like I would probably consider selling them. Um if you can to get the the price that they're worth. Like George Kittle. I know you love George Kittle, but I would consider it. I would think about it. Yeah, no, he's um, yeah, no, you're right. But then this the is guys I need to hear. if you're not getting the price that you think they're valued at, like I don't think you'll get what Derrick Henry's worth. Like I just don't think that anybody. No, in this he's he's gonna, gonna die
1: on my roster.
2: Yeah, like nobody's gonna pay out for a thirty-year-old running back in this league because it's just how everyone. is. That? That's
1: Kevin Yao's music.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he what? might. Wait, Hollywood
1: one. get another pick? What?
2: <laughs> so like Brian and Kev, they might be the only ones that buy Derrick Henry for what he's actually Where worth. Where did
1: Greg come from? <laughs>
2: but i think other than that like i think you got to start considering selling some of these pieces just so you can build long term because like everybody on your team is getting old like everybody all wants. so it's this it's is therapeutic for me this is this
1: is why i had you as my co-owner this is why i think i balance you out because you said like i'm the ugly truth of what your team needs a little bit of and if we cool. were like if you fused you and i together oh that's, that's the perfect a combination that's a super (laughs) team right you could make it look sexy and i can make them try to perform sexy and i'll be like all right
2: yeah be the points in the points in the progress just as like the perfect combination
1: yeah yeah absolutely so i think you're right i think the cracks are forming in delco just because the foundation is getting so old and i'm getting ready to repave but the foundation has treated me well so it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes up because There's, in my opinion, a very realistic scenario where I don't achieve the championship because that's, you know, it's very hard to do. And so, if that were to happen, I would be gutted, only being able to win one with the core that I felt like I built, that I know I'm going to have to slowly start releasing. So, um, it be there's a lot of storylines in there for me. So I'm I'm going to be excited to see uh, how it all pans out for sure. And uh, if I'm remembering correctly, Darren. Stefan Diggs was on my roster when I won the championship in the PDL. And then I believe I traded him away. And then I obviously last year I did not win, and now he's back. So I don't know. Is he is he back to be able to get uh, another ring for Delco? He might have to go down as one of the all-time great wide receivers for our franchise.
2: And play Cincinnati in the championship game week 17. That could be a high-scoring game.
1: Ooh, buddy. Wait. Buffalo, and, oh yeah, no, I guess so. I guess so. Sorry, I was thinking um, because Buffalo plays Kansas City, right? This week, or am I just making
2: that up? They play New England on Thursday Oh, night. New England.
1: I don't know why I'm thinking. I thought that the Bengals
2: and the... Bengals and Kansas City play this week.
1: Okay, that's that's what I'm getting mixed up with. I was like, wait, how are they playing?
2: And then I'm like, oh no, I'm just getting <laughs> that mixed
1: up right now. Oh, that'd be a juicy matchup. Hopefully it'd be a shootout. I don't know. Stefan Diggs might go down as an all-time Delco great. Last question for you. Who, uh, I know you're... Franchise right now is kind of in dismay, but who would you say is the most iconic player so far on your friend? Would you have to say Odell? Um, it was Antonio Brown. You are just the Antonio Brown team for me for a little while.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's probably Tom Brady. Tom Brady, um, yeah, he's he's the just only the way you want I've it. Had, like he, he's the stalwart of my team. Like the oh, stalwart That's I think that's the actual word. Um, he is Dante the only Stallworth. player that's been consistently there and i can rely upon him i know he hasn't been like that great this year um but he's still like he's there and he's playing you know like he's there um i can count on him even if it's only for like 11 points i can still count on him he's going to
1: leave his family just to help your team out
2: yeah and odell like i love odell but i think i've maybe used him like twice because he's been (laughs) hurt the whole time i've had him
1: (laughs) But hopefully what you want to answer this question for in the future might be Watson if he does pop off for you. So that should be interesting. It's probably going to be C.D. Lamb. He's also someone I associate with your team. He's already somehow become iconic for your franchise. But finally, guys, we're going to wrap things up. Thanks for sticking with us. Hopefully you guys enjoyed some of the nonsense with, you know, some of the festivities. Darren's driving history. That was my favorite part so far. (laughs) But until next time, guys, take care. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you
0: enjoyed your meal. We'll catch you next time.